0: hey all
1: right so this week we've been having all kinds of podcasts from the convention floor of Blazing Desert Comic Con 2020, and now I have my annual talk with the director of Blazing Desert Comic Con, Danielle Yella.
0: Hi. Hi.
1: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive in a little bit deeper. This is what our fourth time talking, I believe. Uh, yeah, I
0: think it's our fourth to- fourth time.
1: Mm-hmm. Fourth, or th- yeah, somewhere fourth or third, one of the two. But we've been uh, we've had a conversation at the end of the Blazing Desert Comic Con every year. Kind of telling, mm-hmm. talking about how it went and and everything. And now uh, I think we're going to actually have a longer talk, uh, an actual conversation. Not so much uh, in a rush because you're always so busy on the convention floor, obviously putting everything together. Uh, I
0: know it's it's chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you know, we are a little bit out from the convention itself, and. Honestly, you're kind of the last convention that got to actually happen this year. <laughs> Sorry,
0: everybody else.
1: <laughs> First convention of the year and last convention of the year. Like, how did, um, I mean, how do you feel about that as a person that throws a, a, an event together like this? Like,
0: you know, I, um, there was like a split second of me thinking maybe we shouldn't do it because it's kind of when things were um not so crazy like it is now but people were talking about it and people had started to do their own like self-quarantine so i talked to my staff which was like two people at that time um and i was like well should we even do this people are some people are talking they're like no it's fine we'll be fine for now So, yeah, it was, like, right before it really blew up. Um, And, I mean, I feel so bad for those who don't get to do it because, I mean, it's a lot of work. And ours is super small compared to, like, um, what Phoenix Comic Con has to go through. So I can't even imagine doing all of that work and then just for it to be canceled so I'm kind of I feel really lucky and I'm glad people still came
1: yeah no I mean it's it's got to (coughs) be incredibly lucky to be able to have your event and you know have your guests show up and then also have your attendees be there whereas uh, yeah uh, these other conventions uh, WonderCon Emerald City Comic Con they all had to either cancel or (coughs) postpone um just on a logistics side, I, and I just kind of would like to to know, like, what is it going through? Like having to book all those guests, would it, would it have to be like, if you had to cancel that event? Like, I mean, I, I, I I don't, you don't necessarily have to get into the financial part of it, but I assume (laughs) you have to pay those people to be there. So would you, would they have like, would they have refunded your money? Like, do you think?
0: Um, honestly, uh, so we have contracts, um, and there's always, like, something in the contract, like, for existing when you circumstance, which is, this is what that, or this would have been that. Um, so there's always, like, some kind of protection there, um, but we've never had to deal with that, so I don't really know, like, how that would work. But, um, but yeah, there's, like, some protection for us, so we wouldn't have... Lost all of our money. I guess I should. I can say. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't want to go too into it. Like, let me read you my contract. No, no,
1: no, no. <laughs> but, yeah, no. That's that's perfect. That's exactly <clears throat> what I wanted. Yeah, there would be some kind of clause that in case of you know catastrophic event, you yeah. don't, you don't lose you don't lose the house. Like I, I get that
0: <laughs> exactly because it, it's not our fault and it's not their fault either. But I mean, you know, we don't. Both of us don't want to lose money.
1: Yeah. So uh, how did the event go this year? How how did you feel?
0: Um, Overall, I think it went well. Um, We once again changed our venue and our layout. So um, I think the response from the attendees was this was a good layout. This is what we should keep. Um, So it was really cool because we had the exhibit hall connect to like the main hall and then the other um, smaller rooms where other panels were going on. So I think that was the easiest just because it was really hard to get lost. Um, though people still did. <laughs> and so we're going to work on that. <laughs> but, um, but I think it just made it easier. Everything was connecting and nothing was like too far away. And um, we were able to... Uh, you know cut off the exhibit hall from the main hall so it wasn't like back at the school where everything was in just one huge room so i think it worked really well um and yeah people were telling us that they really liked it and that we should keep it this way um overall like uh attendance was pretty good sorry i have like this cough so i don't mean to like cough in, in like the middle of every sentence but um so i think attendance was pretty good I do think that some of the worries as far as like the coronavirus had a little bit to do with it too, Um, but I'm very pleased with what we did with what we had this year because this year, not going to lie, it was a super difficult year. Um, So I'm just really glad that the people that um, worked on it were able to successfully get through it.
1: That sounds, I mean, I, I can imagine the headaches that come along with something, throwing together something like that. So, yeah, that's uh, uh, amazing that you got through it as you did and made it look amazing. So, congratulations. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is, what year was this for you?
0: Um, <clears throat> I should know, right? Uh, I think, um, I'm going to say officially it was our Seventh year because our fifth year, yeah, yeah. So it's our seventh year.
1: Okay, so seventh year. Um, what is it that you've learned that is that works? What is it that you learned that works for for putting this together and, and making it run smoothly smoothly?
0: Um, I mean, I don't think it ever goes smoothly. Honestly, <laughs> I think there's always something that goes wrong. Um, but. I think what I've just learned is things are going to happen and you just got to let it happen and you just kind of have to roll with it. Um, I try to plan as much as possible and plans don't always go the way that they're supposed to. So really just um, the day of just do as much as I can um, put out little fires everywhere and <laughs> try to have fun as I go. Cause be- I think, at the point that I will stop doing it is the point where I stop having fun. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really do. I have to have fun every year because then I, there's no reason to do this.
1: That makes absolute sense. So this year, uh, I know you've had <laughs> bands in the past, but this year you had two bands or three bands? three Two live bands.
0: We had two bands. Okay. Um, which was which was super cool one was a local band called taipa um one of our staff members is friends with the band members and they were actually really cool they were jamming outside Um, and then the other band was from tucson um and they were they're called taco sauce and they were um, doing a tour and they just happened to have like a free day in their tour um, coming from Flagstaff, so they were able to come out and jam with us.
1: That's awesome. So uh, did you audition either one of these bands before? Or? No.
0: Honestly, when we ask people to do things, it's kind of like, are you available? Do you want to do it? Do you want to <laughs> have some fun? Come over. <laughs> and let's. Yeah. So, um, no, we don't really have an auditioning process. <laughs> so maybe we should get one. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if if people want to come and have fun and just jam out, we're all for it.
1: Awesome. Okay. So then what's the process? Is there a process for screening out people who want to have a booth or, uh, like, want to promote their whatever?
0: Um, Well, for booths, it's a little bit different. Um, There's different... I guess for our booths, it's, like, different categories. So I handle more, like, the guest part. Um, And then Antonio Carrillo, who runs the whole thing with me, he's another director, Um, he runs more, like, the financial. So we have vendors who he handles, and, of course, the vendors have to have some kind of Comic-Con or pop culture aspect to them. So, like... APS, who is an electric company, probably wouldn't want to have a booth at a Comic-Con. Unless, I mean, unless they do. Totally cool. Um, <laughs> shout out sponsorship. Um, but, you know, so he kind of does that. Um, but usually like the booths that we do have, they're artists they're local artists that do their own art. Um their guests from Phoenix, cosplay guests. Like this year, we had a lot of cosplay guests. Um, we had one from California. We had some from Phoenix. Um, so, yeah, they just have to kind of be related to the, how do I say it? To like the spirit of Comic-Con.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So with the, those um, cosplay guests that you had come in this year, because you did like you had Five, I want to say.
0: Oh, it's been so long. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, I think we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I want to say seven in total.
1: Okay, well, how did those conversations go? Did you, did you, how did you reach out to them to be like, hey, would you like because a lot of them were judges during the masquerade? Like, how did oh,
0: yeah, um, so. Really, I talk to my because I'm, I'm sometimes out of the loop on what's cool and hip. Um, <laughs> so I ask, I ask uh, my friends and I ask my staffers, like, hey, who do you guys want to see this year? Who do you think people would want to see? And actually, most of our guest recommendations came from um Maticia, who um, is one of the staff members, and so she was able to kind of look at Instagram and see, oh, these people are really hot right now. We should see if they could come. Um, And then a lot of them were actually here either last year or the year before, Um, like heartless Aquarius. She always comes when she can. She's a huge supporter. Um, And she's um, in Phoenix and she's awesome. Just like the sweetest person ever. Uh, Mace designs was here last year as well. Um, Uh, Nicole, she comes, Kiba Cosplay, she comes every year. I love her. She's actually, I believe she's from Yuma, but she lives in Phoenix. um, And she's a huge supporter as well. So um, the new guests, um, like, um, uh, I'm going to say this wrong. I think it's Cosplay Choco or Choco Cosplay. Uh, She's new. She's also in Phoenix, but she was someone new. And we're so happy to have her. Um, Hopefully they keep coming back.
1: And and so it's just it's more of reaching out to them through social media or like emails and being like, hey, we have an event we'd like for you to come.
0: Yeah. um, So it's really as easy as that. Um, So yeah, we usually uh, if they have an email, I like I like to reach out to them via email, I just feel like it's a little more professional right. than kind of slipping in your DMs yep. and be like, okay. <laughs> um but no, sometimes we just send them DMs and like, hey, we have this event. I think our community would love to meet you. Um,
1: yeah. <clears throat> now you don't have to say any names or anything, but have there been <clears throat> have there been names that you went out to that that just said no, that's not for me kind of thing?
0: Um, I've never had someone say, no, it's not for them. But I've had a lot of schedule conflicts. Okay. Um, This year was probably the hardest year to get guests. Um, And I think I got like over 50 rejections um, just because we planned a little late this year uh, with everything that was going on. Um, So it was a little hard to get guests this year. But as far as like cosplay guests, um, we didn't have the people that we asked came, so that was that was awesome.
1: Speaking of the time of the year, like, do you take into account what what else is going on in our little town or our little town area that weekend? Because. The weekend of Blazing Desert Comic Con was also Midnight at the Oasis. Midnight
0: at the Oasis. And last year, I believe it was also
1: uh, that Fun Run or that um, inflatable, great inflatable race or whatever.
0: Yeah. So usually when we we pick our dates, no lie, we pick our dates probably like a week or two after Comic Con ends. So like right now, because of everything that's happening, we haven't picked our dates, but we have two dates in mind. Um, so we pick it way in advance. We don't start planning at that time, but we we start. We make sure that we have a date set because we have to get it approved by the city of San Luis, and we have to make sure the venue is um is available. So by the time that we pick a date none of these events have announced their dates. So it's kind of like, um, you know, you just never know what's going to turn up. And yeah, Midnight at the Oasis, that was that was um, a hard one because I know a lot of people that usually come to our con just because I know them personally didn't go because they were either working that event or they went to that event with their family.
1: Yeah, that's got to be devastating or at least you know a hard pill to swallow
0: yeah it's it's a little difficult but and it's also i mean it's another we're in san luis arizona so i think that really is like the deciding factor too would you rather do something that's you know three miles away from you than 15 miles away from you so um i think people just have to make that choice
1: yeah so uh, what is it that has been something that has been devastating to you in this whole process? If you want to get into that, you don't have to.
0: <laughs> um, devastating. I just, I don't think anything has been devastating. Like if I really, like I said, if I really just don't enjoy doing it anymore, I just won't. Because I, I don't, I get nothing but joy out of it. Like, there's nothing I can get out of it but joy. Like, I don't get paid. Um, you know, it's my time and effort that's being spent. Um, you know, we work with, this year we really had two staffers. Usually we have five, but I work with other people and they're the same, you know, they're in the same boat. So um, I don't think there's anything devastating that's ever happened, I think it just gets harder and harder because I don't live in Yuma anymore. Um, I live in Tucson, Arizona, and um, you know i I have a before I was like a college student, so I had a lot more time. Now I'm a full time student with a master's. I'm full- time working. so it just it just gets harder and harder every year because I feel like more responsibility is coming through. Um I don't know if that, I don't even know if that answered your question. <laughs> no, like, no, that does. It completely does it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't think it's devastating. I just think challenges arise and you have to figure out how to how to overcome them.
1: Okay. So do you have uh plans in the future to to make any changes, any to grow bigger? Like
0: Um grow bigger probably not grow better yes Okay. Um, and i don't think i mean i'm fine with the size of our con our goal was never to become this huge fancy comic-con nothing compared to like what you see in phoenix or anything like that um but we do want to make it a a valuable experience for our attendees so yeah we're um, we're talking about we always talk about like what went well what didn't go well and then this year we're planning on getting a head start um and inviting people like now and we're going to open up a few positions to see if anybody you know wants to volunteer on the big scale um because three people can't do this event it's too
1: much. No, yeah, and that's it's obviously yeah. Um, so this year, two of your um, main guests, so to speak, uh, special guests. I know there's a word there that I'm looking for and I can't seem to grab it, but Michael So and, and Eddie Frierson, Frierson Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both they're both actors in in their own right, but they're most notably known for being voice actors. And yeah. I know in the past you've gotten a lot of you've gotten voice actors to come to your event and, and mm-hmm. be the you know the, the the event guest. Do you want to be more known for having voice actors or is it just that's the way it's luck you've lucked out so far?
0: Um, no, I mean, we usually try to do um, one voice actor and one guest um, or sorry, one voice actor and one artist. Like, um, I'm trying to be like diplomatic here. Uh, like for our for our main guests, for our special guests, you know that's what we try to do every year. Um, this year, however, like I said, it was really hard to get guests just because the scheduling was really weird. I mean, at one point we did, we had, we even had like a Power Ranger set up. But then that same day, there was like this huge Power Ranger con happening, so then they couldn't do it anymore. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's not that we want to be known by that, but we wanna we want to expose our entities to as many people as possible in the industry that they would meet, you know, in Phoenix Comic Con or. Um, I, I don't know why Phoenix Comic-Con just keeps coming to my mind. but It's, it's close. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. But, um, you know, I don't, we don't want to get, like, huge guests. Like, we'll never get Chris Evans. But we want to – Hey, never say make, never. <laughs> never say – I know. Chris, are you listening? Um, but, no, just kind of like, you know, we just want to make sure that they're able to – because there's some people that we'll never be able to get to – San Diego Comic-Con or Phoenix Comic-Con. I know Phoenix is just like two hours and a half, but um, I wasn't actually able to go to Phoenix Comic-Con until I was like, I don't know, 18, 19. Um, And there's some people that just will never be able to get there. So this is our way of like giving them a taste. Um, But as far as like just voice actors, I mean, if people want to see other people, um, just let us know. I mean... We are always looking for feedback. You guys can email us, message us. Let us know who you want to see. If it's a YouTuber, awesome. If it's a comic book artist, awesome. Um, But yeah, I feel like right now, just the way that we're, just the way that things have been, I have more connections with voice actors than not, but I will try my hardest to get people that you guys want to see
1: very cool. Yeah? No. <laughs> so, and then you brought up, you know, you as we, as you stated, you keep bringing up Phoenix Comic-Con. Do you get the opportunity to go to other conventions throughout the year or is it like when you're not doing yours you're, I don't kind of want to see this kind of <laughs> thing anymore.
0: Um, I I should. I I really should go to more conventions. But like I said, I'm just so busy. I direct, too. I direct theater. So it's like when I'm not doing that, I'm doing everything else. Um, But I usually try, like, especially Tucson Comic-Con, I'll just go to Tucson Comic-Con for a day. Um, I love supporting vocal cons. um, And Tucson Comic-Con is a good one. Uh, They're not huge to the point where Phoenix Comic-Con is. But it's still, again, it's like a nice taste of um big cons and you get to meet really cool people. Um I was planning on going to Phoenix Comic Con this summer, but with things that are going the way they are, I don't know if that's still happening.
1: Yeah, I don't know um, if it's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think they are not saying anything yet. No. I think they're holding out hope. But I don't know who would want to travel as far as like guess to a con so soon. Yeah. With everything's going on. Um, but, um, but yeah, I haven't been to Phoenix Comic Con in like three years. Which, um,
1: which uh, you know, kind of shows because it's actually fan fusion now.
0: Oh, there we go. <laughs> I know. I forgot. I forgot they had that huge, um,. So that's yes. it, which that is a huge g- debacle. Yeah, about because Comic-Con.
1: <laughs> San Diego Comic Con like took Salt Lake City Comic Con to, to court, and they made. I know. Them I guess we're thing.
0: just rebels because we we still keep it in our name. I mean, no one's gonna. <laughs> yeah. Let's just shh,
1: let's just keep it. A secret. We'll keep we'll keep it between us. Don't worry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, sorry. So Fan Fusion. Isn't that what they called their like winter one? Their, but it didn't work out?
1: I think it was called Fan Expo.
0: Was it Fan Okay. I think that, so. I went to that one one year. No, Fan Fest. Was, huh?
1: Fan Fest. That's what it was Fan called.
0: Fan Fest. That's what it was. I went to that one the first year they tried it. And it was literally just a stadium.
1: Yep. I remember that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was nice because honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Most of the time I go to Comic Con, I go to shop. <laughs> so um, it was just a huge state arena of just like shops everywhere. I'm like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> but um, for those who like panels and things like that, it was it was not for them.
1: Yeah, the, the all the vendors were on the the arena area where the Coyotes usually play.
0: And yeah, then the panels
1: were all in like the conference rooms where the teams usually meet
0: yeah no no no, that's that's how it was i never went back (laughs) um and i think it only lasted like another year but you know what kudos for them for trying something different you know yeah yeah so (laughs) (laughs)
1: um i mean what was the reasoning behind... I mean, I I kind of understand the reasoning behind calling it Blazing Desert, but why did you decide to go with Blazing Desert?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Um, Do you
1: have any affiliation with the city of San Luis? No. Okay, so not calling no. it San Luis Comic Con would have not been a good idea.
0: Um, I mean, I'm sure we could have because I guess we're... We're sponsored by the city of San Luis, but we don't work for the city of San Luis, if that makes sense. That does. Um, So when we first started this whole shebang, um, it was called Yuma County Comic Con because we were in San Luis, but it's still Yuma County. So um, that's why we called it that. But at that time, we were still a club um, at AWC. And then after the first year, we decided like, oh no, we we can't do this as a club at AWC because there was a lot of logistics with AWC and us and they didn't, yeah, whatever.
1: They want to be um, liable. Th-
0: yeah, well, not so liable, but they wanted their name on it. They wanted oh. it for them. But um, yeah, so we kind of decided, okay, we got to do this on our own. Um So after that, of course, San Luis was like, you know what? We love having it here. We love bringing community here. We love bringing different people over here. Let's keep it here. We'll help you guys. Um, So after that, we decided, okay, we need to change the name. And then at the same time that was happening, YumaCon um, came on the on the map,
1: on the scene, and so
0: yeah, so we're like, okay, well, we definitely got to change <laughs> the name because we don't really want people to think that we're YumaCon. Not because I mean I have nothing against YumaCon. I I've never been to
1: YumaCon. Okay.
0: but I, um, I don't know. I, I just we just didn't want to be like, oh, people are going to get confused and people are going to think it's a Yuma when it really isn't, at right. least. So. Um, so then we decided, okay, we're going to change it. And I think we asked, I think that was like the last thing the club did. We asked them what name we should name it. So I think one was like Cactus Con, one was Sun Con. Um, there was like all kinds of different names. And one of, I think, oh, I think it was Julio who's another staffer, because he was he was in the first con ever. Like, he's been through it for all seven years. Um, and I think he's the one that said, hey, we, we should do it Blazing Desert Comic Con, because we wanted something that would represent, you know, southern Arizona. And yes, the sun is blazing hot, and it's a desert, so there we go.
1: There you go. That's simple. There we go. <laughs> So what is uh some what is a guess that you would really love to get that, other than Chris Evans, obviously.
0: <laughs> I don't even know why I said Chris Evans. I mean, if
1: but... you want to put that if you want to put this this guess out there in the ether, you know, maybe they hear it and maybe you, they come next year. But who's the who's the person? Who's the get? The get? Um, I don't
0: know. Is it pretentious to say that there's just some people that are. I don't even want to say this, but like too big,
1: you I, know. I mean, it's not pretentious. It's it's kind of. <laughs> I mean, you're you're putting yourself in a in a box, and you know, like saying, I don't think we can get that that person because they're too big. But even just uh, even if you take that out of the equation, who's the person? Okay.
0: Um, personally, for me, I don't. <laughs> This is gonna sound crazy. <laughs> um, Benedict Cumberbatch.
1: Ooh. I don't
0: know why, but I, <laughs> I love Sherlock.
1: So there, there you, you go. go. That's I love that. <laughs> You know, you you put it out there in the ether, he <laughs> feels it. He's like he's gonna be shooting something out in the sand dunes. He's like at the same time so and funny. and now now Sherlock is at Blazing Desert Comic Con. Like, yes, yeah,
0: better cover back, just coming to Stanley's Arizona, everyone. <laughs> from London to Arizona. I don't yes. even know if he knows I mean, if someone asked him like, Hey, you know, can you name three cities in Arizona? I'm pretty sure he couldn't, but <laughs> But okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, did come I just would love to meet him. He seems like such a nice
1: guy. I, I mean, I think so. I think you're absolutely right. He does seem like a very nice guy. That, and I just
0: love his accent. <laughs> so there's that.
1: Hey, and uh, if you didn't do the panel yourself, maybe you'd still let me do the panel for oh, moderating. <laughs> so there you I, go.
0: Yeah, no, definitely Mitch, because I could, I would, I would be giggling the entire time. I would be like starstruck. I'd be like, oh my god, he's here, and I would want to like pinch him because I would think I'm dreaming. Really but I think I should pinch myself.
1: Right, right. you're supposed to pinch <laughs> yourself, not pinch the, but the I dream. But I
0: would just pinch him just because I want to touch him. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. okay. So uh, stepping away from the convention talk for a little bit. Okay. Um, as you were talking about earlier, you're a full time student, and congratulations on your upcoming master's degree thank you what's it what's the what's the degree in
0: it is a master's in science no wait yeah a master's of science in biology
1: so you currently teach right
0: <laughs> yeah it's it was it's probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do
1: so uh with everything that's going on right now are you at home, self isolation? What's going on?
0: Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I am, so our whole, yeah, so everybody in Arizona, all the schools are shut down. And um, I don't know if all schools are doing this, but our school is doing distance learning. So I'm just at home from 8 in the morning to 3 p.m., I just have to make sure I'm available um, online. In case anybody needs help, but I just post the checklist every day of what my students need to do, and I mean they're pretty—they're pretty self-efficient where they can, you know, and they're—they're they're very tech-savvy, so they probably know a lot more about my computer than I do. But um, <laughs> yeah, they're—they're they're able to just do everything online, turn it in online, um, and I'm just here in case they have questions. So and then- it's very. It's very weird. I don't like it. I <laughs> don't like I, it. I want to be in my classroom. I know like teachers complain all the time about ah oh, the students and you know whatever. And, you know, we have our frustrating points, but we really do love being in the classroom and with our students and this is just really weird.
1: <laughs> so, being in self isolation, have you got an opportunity to watch a lot of things?
0: Oh my god, I keep watching the same crap over and (laughs) over. I've seen, I swear, if Netflix still had Friends, I'd probably be on like my third cycle of watching Friends in the last like six days. But I rewatched The Office. This is like my 15th time. Um, And then I rewatched Parks and Recreation because I love, love Parks and Rec. Um, And. Yeah i I just keep rewatching the same things over and
1: over. (laughs) nothing new. You haven't haven't tried any of the new series Um, on Netflix.
0: Yeah, well, I did. Okay, I did watch some stuff that is new. Um, I watched. I finished Dracula, which is like that new um, Netflix BBC. Yeah, and it was from the creators of Sherlock. But my God, it it was not gonna lie. It was. it took a lot to finish it. it yeah. Uh, um,
1: I haven't watched it myself, but I heard that third episode is really out there.
0: And it, oh, the whole thing is out there. <laughs> <laughs> there's um, some crazy shit. Oh, can I cuss on this? Yes, yes, you know. can. Okay. Um, there's like some crazy, crazy stuff that they're... But they're, that's how they are. They're very um, experimental. Um, that's how Stephen. What's his name? Stephen Moffat. Moffat or Moffat, Moffat. Moffat. Yeah. Moffat,
1: Moffat. There we yeah. go. And then Mark Gatiss. He,
0: like he was like that with Doctor Who too. Mm-hmm. And then he was like that with Sherlock at the very end. The end. We don't talk about the fourth season, um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, he was. He's just. They're just both like that. Um, him and um, oh, Mark. Mark Gattis.
1: Yeah, Mark Gattis. Yeah.
0: So, um, I mean, it's definitely, if you have nothing to watch, I would definitely watch it. Um, But it is, it's quite, um, it's quite an ordeal to get through it. Especially because their episodes are like an hour and a half long. It's like a movie.
1: Just like Sherlock. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, but I – see, I wasn't painful getting through Sherlock, <laughs> except for that fourth season that we don't talk about. <laughs> um, but, um, but what else did I watch? Oh, I watched Hunters.
1: Oh, I haven't that watched it yet. So I want to.
0: It is so good. Um, I really – this is going to sound weird, but I really like anything to do with um, World War Two and, like, the Nazis – Um, Like *Inglorious Bastards* is one of my favorite movies, Um, so it kind of reminded me of *Inglorious Bastards*. So I was definitely um, happy with the whole series. What else did I watch? Um, Yeah, I think that's. I think that's it.
1: Okay, that's fine.
0: I finally finished the Mandalorian. Oh my god! Can we? Can I spoil things on here?
1: I think for Mandalorian, yes, it's been out for long okay. enough, and everybody know. knows about Baby Yoda,
0: so. <laughs> I know. I feel like I seriously. I feel like so out of the loop. Um, but man, when they punched Baby Yoda, I was, pissed. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? What is happening?" And it was like so nonchalant too. Like you didn't even know it was coming. Um, but yeah, I finished the Mandalorian.
1: Um, yeah. And how do you, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about where they left the Mandalorian?
0: I think it's, I think it's good. I, I, um, I don't know. Cause I know there's another season coming. So like, I'm always, I always hate cliffhangers and I always hate things that are like unfinished. Um, if I know, if I, don't know if there's another season coming so i feel like i'm okay with this um and i'm i don't know i feel like i'm not as invested as other people so i'm like oh this is good this is entertaining and then some people are like what you know so <laughs> I'm, I'm fine i'm fine with it all <laughs>
1: Well, we'll see if we'll get that second season. You know, their all their production was going until uh, COVID nineteen put everything to a halt. So
0: yeah, but I mean, you know, they're gonna finish. That <laughs> was like their moneymaker. Um, and then I'm they. I'm just really excited for Loki. Like, can we just talk about Loki for a second? Sure. Um, I'm just. I don't care what is halted, but that shit better still be. <laughs> rolling when this coronavirus, like, disappears. Because <laughs> I have been waiting for this series for so long. I was actually really excited because I thought they were going to do, like, the whole Kid Loki re- um, reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge Thor fan. So, but I don't think that's the route they're going, especially after um, he takes, like, the Tesseract and So
1: Well, it sounds like they were going to do... Uh, Lady Loki at some point in the show because they the one of the actresses they hired uh, definitely looks like it would be the female version of Loki of Tom Hiddleston.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, that's that's awesome. Um, I haven't, yeah, I didn't. Like I said, I'm out of the loop in a lot of things, but um, yeah, that would be really cool. Um, I just really want to see Kid Loki. I think that would be so cute. <laughs>
1: I'm sure you know. I'm sure they're gonna. It's, it's gonna happen because that show is going to be uh, uh, a big hit, definitely with with MCU fans and and Disney Plus fans, so to speak. But uh, yeah, they were almost. I believe they were pretty close to finishing wrapping production when when everything happened, at least when filming. All this happened. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because didn't that happen with um, what is it called, um, The Falcon? Yeah. Is it the Falcon and the Winter Soldier yeah. the Winter Soldier and the Falcon?
1: No, Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
0: There we go. Because I think that one was almost done,
1: too. Because
0: mm-hmm. I think that one has to come out before Loki,
1: right? Yeah, it was supposed to come out in August. And I think Loki... I don't know when Loki was supposed to... I think it's closer to the end of the year.
0: Yeah. So, I don't I don't know about... There's another one, too. What's the other one? Oh, WandaVision. Um, WandaVision. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So... Yeah, all of those got put 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 on halt. So
0: so sad. So, so at least, yeah,
1: that's, at least everybody's staying healthy. So
0: yeah, <laughs> there's that <laughs> with nothing to watch at home. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: no, no, I, I think that's best. I mean, that's irresponsible if they kept going.
1: Yeah. So when I first met you personally was uh, mm-hmm. when you were the stage manager for a play that I was on, or oh, assistant yeah. director.
0: Which one? Were you,
1: were you the stage manager or the assistant director?
0: No, I was the stage manager. That's what I
1: thought. Yeah. Uh, and you talked about doing theater earlier in the podcast, in the interview. Uh-huh. Are you more comfortable doing uh, uh, behind stage stuff, or backstage stuff, or front of stage stuff?
0: Um. And what? like acting or just
1: yeah acting uh, or
0: no 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 no, no acting for you (laughs) no um i will only act if like i'm the last resort um i directed uh the diary of anne frank once and uh my margo who is anne's sister um they she, she she quit Um, And it was like three weeks before our opening night. So, of course, I was like, ah, there we go. Um, I mean, I knew the lines because I was directing it. So I kind of have to take on the role. And that was like last report. But no, I usually don't act. I've done acting before, but I'm just just not into it. Um, But I really love directing if I can if I have a vision I have to it has to be very specific I can't just like be given something um but I think my main love is stage managing it's just a, such a thrill I love it
1: <laughs> so how many productions have you done now
0: Ooh, um, oh I don't know I think I've probably stage managed over 15 plays, and I've directed probably about, I'm in my ninth right now, so I'm directing Into the Woods. Um,
1: Now, is that the musical?
0: Yeah, the musical. Of course, we had to postpone it because of everything that's happening. Um, But yeah, I'm directing it right now in Tucson.
1: Have you done a musical before?
0: i have i've um assistant directed breaking up is hard to do which is like this neil sadaka musical um and that was back in numa i assistant directed that one and then um i directed this one called freaky friday for christian youth theater here in tucson um and that was like my first pain gig so i was like super excited um so, yeah, I've directed a few, but I usually direct straight plays. So straight plays are plays that aren't musicals.
1: And what's what's the biggest difference between directing a musical and directing a straight play?
0: <sighs> oh, musicals are a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> but they're so much fun. They're so much fun. Um, you, you really have to have a good grasp in How everything is going to play out. So, how choreography is going to play out. How music is going to play out. How um, costumes are going to play out. I mean, with straight plays, you have to think about those elements too. But there are not so many. Like as far as like you don't have music, you don't have choreography. Um, Costumes are important, but there's not. It's not like super critical. I mean, you could tell a straight play with like a black box theater everyone wearing black and you would still be okay. Um, like if it, that was like the last resort, you had no money, but with musicals, I think it's just harder because most musicals are spectacle. Um, and so like, for example, right now into the woods, uh, even though it's not a huge chore, your uh, choreography musical, there isn't a lot of dancing, you know, it's a lot of walking, um, it still has to be choreographed. That walking isn't just like, okay, well, now you're just going to walk for this whole song. No, it has to be choreographed. So it's a lot more intricate. Um, So it just just takes more time, I guess. Um, But I I love musicals. I love watching them. Um, So when you put everything together, it's just like a wow moment. (laughs) It makes everything worth it.
1: Do you does it does it take more to get the rights for a musical scene? as how you have to get music as well, uh, as opposed to a non musical.
0: Um, it's not that it takes longer to get rights. Um, it's a lot more expensive, but the process is probably a little longer than. Um, I don't even want to say longer. It's just more paperwork, I guess, that you have to fill out. And it's not because of the music, it's just because of all the different materials that you get with a musical that you don't get with a straight play. With a straight play, all you need is the script. And it's like, here's the script, um, you pay $90 each performance and then you're done. With a musical, you have to pay for the scripts you have to pay for the scores. You have to pay for the rehearsal tracks. You have to pay for any additional thing that you want. And then on top of that, the, the royalties is the most complex thing because it's not just like, oh, you know, $90, that's it. No, they have to go by the singing. They have to go by where your venue's at. They have to go by how many days you're going they have to go by your cast. Like there's so many different things that go into um, getting royalties from musicals. So I think that process is longer, um, not necessarily because of the music itself, but I just think they're, I don't know, they're just more complicated.
1: Okay. That that makes sense. Uh, I, I That's kind of what I was wondering if because of uh, what you have to do for music and stuff like that. Uh, if it is more intensive um, to get the rights for now, uh, is there a particular musical that you would love to do? <laughs>
0: um, my dream musical. Um, I would really like to do um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, just because that music is hauntingly beautiful. If you guys have not, if you guys are like music people. And you have not heard the soundtrack—not the movie one, um, but the actual. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I can't talk anymore. Um, the point. soundtrack from the the actual musical that they put on—it was like I think La Jolla Playhouse did it as a workshop, and it was—it's amazing. They had like a thirty-person chorus. Um, it was like a beautiful church choir. It's it's just haunting um but yeah i would love to do that one plus i really like the the story it's a little darker than what disney puts out though so just be <laughs> beware. beware if you want a happy ending this is not gonna end well
1: <laughs> so <clears throat> so okay then uh hunchback in Notre Dame. like is there a straight play that you would love to do
0: a straight play um you know, I really would love to do um, – I have, like, different re- – I, I really like historical um, plays. I'm also a costume person, so I like things that have intricate costumes, especially historical costumes. I think those are so much fun to work with. Um, and right now, I think Shakespeare in Love, they did, like, a, a play version of it. Um, it was like adapted from the screenplay, so I think that would probably be on like the top of my list. Um, and I really like Chicano Place too. Like we did, Real Woman Have Curves. Um, so I would love to do like Stand and Deliver, um, which is also based on based on the film, but it's a little bit different. It's it's such a good good script. They did a great job adapting it from the screenplay.
1: Okay. Very cool. Very interesting. So, theater, uh, parks and rec, biology, <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> uh, comic cons. What what else is it that, that Daniela likes to do? What what are what's the thing that you geek out about the most?
0: That I geek out about the most? Oh my gosh! I'm gonna sound like such a bad geek because I. I don't know. I used to, honestly. I think, and this is probably really sad, but um, I I've lost touch with a lot of things. I used to be huge in anime. Oh my god! Uh, you can ask anybody that went to high school with me. I was president and founder of the anime club at Kofa. <laughs> don't know if it's still going, but um, but yeah. So I used to be huge with anime. I have not seen anime since I was like 21 so i don't know any of the new animes people keep telling me to watch attack on titan i haven't even done that
1: (laughs) um
0: so yeah i don't there's not a lot of like new things things that i still geek out on are like things that i grew up with so like the old animes um like kudusutsuji uh or high school host club um like the classics, like Bleach and Iyasha, all those that everybody knows. Um, Yu Yu Hakucho, um, like those are the things that I geek out on. Um, Harry Potter. I mean, there's not a person alive that doesn't know Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very old school when it comes to my fandoms. I, I don't really have any new ones. I know a lot of people do, and that's why I need, like, people to tell me, like, what they want to see when they do Comic-Con, because if people don't tell me, I'll just be like, okay, I'm just going to stick with what I know. Um, but that's, yeah, it's it's hard sometimes running an event that is always evolving as far as, like, the times go. Pop culture is always evolving, and I feel like I've just been left behind you know, by choice. I just don't have a lot of time
1: no, that, to keep up with it. I mean, you're very, obviously a very busy person, so Yeah,
0: it's except for Marvel. I will, I mean, <laughs> I will watch every movie when it comes out. Um, and I, I mean, I have kept up a little bit with the comics. Not as much as I used to. I mean, in high school, I used to like, I used to read Thor religiously. Um, but, yeah, the movies and the shows is what's going to have
1: to be enough for now so i mean when i asked the question it didn't necessarily mean the like fandoms or you know comic pop culture stuff just if you were into stitch work or cross stitch or whatever you know like what what's the the thing that you just is your passion other than the stuff that you've mentioned stuff like do you do you have a hobby at the moment when you have free time
0: Um, when I have free time, I'm, I'm, I work on costumes. Okay. So, um, I like to sew, um, and I like to make, like I said, I'm very big into like historical shows and historical costumes. So, um, I like, my specialty really is making like 16th and 17th century costumes. So I really enjoy, um like renaissance fairs i know this sounds like super dirty but
1: <laughs> that's what this uh, like, is all I about
0: like making, <laughs> i like making guard for renaissance fairs um and i'm helping out with like into the woods so I, I help with the costumes and the sewing um with that and i've done costumes for for um for like different theater shows like i stage managed this musical called Top Ricardo but I also did the costumes for that. And that was like a 1940s kind of jazz vibe. Um, So yeah, I think, I think costumes would probably be my geek out right now. Yeah.
1: Okay. Very cool. All right. So is there any, anything else that you'd like to, to say before, as we wrap up, like anything about the con or anything like that?
0: Um, yeah, honestly, I mean, if people if people still want this convention to happen, like, we are here for it. We will work to put it on. Um, but please, like, send us your ideas, send us your suggestions. Like, what do you guys want out of this con? Because I feel like for the past few years, it's been what do we want? And it shouldn't be that way. It should be, like, what does the community want to see? Like I said, I'm out of out of times, so um, I'll just get people from uh, Inuyasha to come. You know, and <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure there's people that are like, what is Inuyasha? Um, like the newer generation. So um, yeah, if people if people could just tell us like what they want, that would give us some awesome ideas we're going to start planning soon so anything any help that you guys could give us is awesome and like always um this is really just for the community i mean and we have fun doing it and i hope that people are still having fun um and yeah that that's really that's really what it's about Mm -hmm. just having some good old fun for a day and geeking out and not worrying about judgment
1: sounds good so uh obviously blazing desert comic-con can be found on all social medias if you just look up blazing desert comic-con what about yourself do you have a social media you'd like to give out if you don't that's fine
0: um uh personally i i mean i have a facebook if you can find it you can add
1: me okay (laughs)
0: let's just let's just keep it at that uh
1: is there also a website for blazing desert comic-con
0: There is. There's a website for Blazing Desert Comic Con. Um, It's blazingdesert.com. But honestly, most of, like, if you want to reach somebody fast, just go on Facebook. Just go on Facebook, message us, or comment on any of the posts. It goes directly to me, and I will see it. Um, And that way, like, if you have suggestions or comments, um, I can go, go ahead and just transfer it to our staff. And if anybody is wanting to join our staff, like, please let us know, too. Like, if there's something you're passionate about, um, let us know. We're always looking for new people, especially because our staff is, like, three people right now. And we usually run with the staff of, like, five and six.
1: Sounds good. All right. mm-hmm. Uh you can find me on Twitter I'm at GEM. G-E-M G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media The rest of Geek Elite Media Is at Geek Elite Media On Twitter At Geek Elite Media On Instagram And Facebook.com Forward slash Geek Elite Media Is our Facebook page Check out Archive episodes of this podcast And other podcasts On our website geekleetmedia.com. But until next time This is Hey Mitch On the Geek Elite Media Network Saying Always remember to Geek, geek out. out This
0: concludes our broadcast t <tries>